As we continue our focus on generational change in real estate, we had to invite Simon McGrath and Richard Klukas onto the show. Many would know that Simon recently sold his share in the highly regarded agency Abe McGrath to free up time for other pursuits, while his protege Richard has gone from strength to strength in his real estate career. Simon and Richard are chalk and cheese in many respects, so I wanted to know what exactly it is that makes this relationship work so well. Gentlemen, Mr. Richard and Mr. Simon, welcome onto The Crunch. Hello, Jess. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me, Simon. You have been on before, one of our most listened to episodes ever. Oh, my God. I'm humbled. (laughs) And with excellent feedback. And actually, on that episode, you talked about Richard because you were saying he had just won, uh, got the best agent for the month in the state. um, And you were very proud of him. So Still am. There you go. <laughs> what you. better way to uh, to what better guest to have for our generational change in real estate special? I reckon we're relevant. One Richard. One out, one in. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Well, the timing's also um, obviously great because you have just kind of passed the banner in terms of Edison. Indeed, yeah. McGrath. I've sold my shareholdings in my business to yeah. uh, Ross, uh, Hunter, and Paz. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, somebody said to me the other day. He said, you know. I think you've actually, I'm the only person that they know who's completed the chapter, you know, it's like um, uh, gone through and this has been a successful transition. Yeah, 100%. Beautiful. Um, We had Alan Burke and James Thompson on the other day and Alan has not quite completed that chapter because they're still trying to kick him out of the sales room. So, Um, (laughs) although you're still in sales, so there you go. Not quite completed yet either. He's in cattle passing out of his (laughs) own. That's right. I'm in the mosh pit. The rest of the crew. I've lost my key to the executive. (laughs) Uh, you know, bathroom. <laughs> so tell me, generational change, I want to kick off with your first sales, if you can remember them. Your very first sale in real estate. Let's start with Richard. Okay. So I, um, having transitioned from engineering, there was a couple that were looking for a property in West Leaderville. And um, obviously the best way to get started in real estate is just immerse yourself with buyers and um, create opportunity that way. And that's what I did. And there was one uh, one couple that was looking to buy in West Leaderville. Long story short, um, listened to what they wanted, um, identified three streets which, which held what it was that they wanted, knocked every single door, um, not much of a response, tried again, not much of a response. So I jumped on RP Data, looked at which properties were currently being rented, found out that one of the properties being rented, the owner actually lived in East Perth, I think it was. So um, went and knocked on that door, left them a card saying, I've got somebody that wants to buy your house. Would you be willing to sell it? Um, they didn't respond. So I went back to that same house and asked again. Um, they weren't home, so I left the card. Um, you know, this isn't a hoax. This is genuine. And then they called me up. Um, and did a deal at 962000 Get out. So, um, yeah, that was my first my first sale in West Leadable, Kimberley Street. Beautiful. And, what a street. Uh, character home. So, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. And a great what year was that, Richard? 2015. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it seems like yesterday. Uh, incredible. I it like it was yesterday too. So. Mine was, um, you know, I was the guy in the office that just started, got no listings. And so somebody else went and hollered and they said, would you look after my listing? And I did and I sold it for them. (laughs) Did you get the commission for it? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Richard, we've heard Simon's backstory. Just quickly, tell us, um, you said you came from engineering. Tell us how and when you started. So I... um 
always had a passion for real estate. Um, and I think that's key to, to, to this business as a whole. If you have passion, if you don't have passion, you don't last mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Um, and so, yeah, had passion, had a great opportunity to um, move across, um, chose voluntary redundancy from Fortescue Metals Group, which is where I met before. Mm-hmm. Um, but before I did that, Simon saw my parents' home back in the day. Um, and I used to reach out to Simon while I was thinking about the voluntary redundancy route. Yeah. I reached out to Simon and said, look, let's catch up. He said, look, there's a position here for you if you want it. So I was like, okay, sweet. So I put my hand up for voluntary redundancy. Um, had a month off, um, then joined Abel McGrath. Yeah. Um, and didn't look anywhere else. Um, just knew that Simon... He sold my parents' place when they had the quirky cars. You yeah. Know, when they were along the side of the, the little, what were they? Little uh, Nissan S cargos, but the less said about them, the better. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Um, um, so, yeah, I knew that the rapport was there and the brand was there and the name was there. And um, the um, the unique nature of Simon was also there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it didn't look anywhere else. So I started there and didn't even know which suburb I was going to service neither. And, um special mention to Brad McEwen who actually said where are you going to service and I said not sure <laughs> and he said why don't you do double view and I said that's a great idea there you go so and the rest, you, is history, the rest is history as they say yep. tell me Simon what were you what stood out to Richard when he called you as someone who you would say off the bat come on in we've got a spot for you T- two things um Richard has great energy mm-hmm. and that's just a, a currency that you must have in real estate. You must have great energy. And the second thing was uh, he was uh, coachable. He was willing to be all ears and less mouth, mm-hmm. and which is a great quality. Now yeah. he's all mouth and no ears, you see. <laughs> You've taught him all he knows. So. <laughs> Richard, what about it? You mentioned obviously the, the good aspects of Simon and why, and why you gave him a call and what stood out, but is there anything about his, him as a mentor, I guess, um, that really stands out? What do you respect about him as an agent? Um, what do you respect in an agent in general? And I'm just going to yeah. apply that to Simon. Look, I think um, <laughs> outside of real estate, it's um, like this. It's how you conduct yourself out of real estate. You know, everyone can be at face value um, in real estate. They, they can be not, I'm not saying false, but, you know, there can be this facade that isn't mm. quite real yep. at the same time. And I think, you know, just to look back, and obviously Simon's got two not-so-young boys now, grown men, in fact, that tower over both of us, mm. and um, and a gorgeous wife. And I think I just, I just respect that in so many ways that he's able to have maintained the level of um, consistency over the 20-odd year, 20 well, 20 years of Abel McGrath anyway, mm-hmm. and then obviously a few years prior to that. But to maintain the the numbers, um, the respect, um, the volume, and also all that whilst holding the family dynamic as well as a separate entity, mm-hmm. um, to balance the two, I, I um, and having a young family myself, I hold that in absolute high regard. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that to me is what's... for. Um, is what's of most importance is is the balance. And I think everyone's always trying to look at ways of improving that balance. Mm-hmm. And um, just from someone that's been there, done that, um, 
there. That's yeah. what I, you know, I think it's outside of real estate. If it's important to you, then that's something that's going to stand out. For some people it's, well, my, you know, my wife or my partner is going to look after the things at home while I do what I need to do at work. Whereas if it's, you know, if that's an important quality to you, then something that you obviously see in other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, And also Simon did invite us around before we started in real estate and we had a, a beautiful fish curry and he did warn my wife of the uh, of the long days yeah. and, the, and the difficult times. That's something DJ, David James says that he used to do with his new employees was go, he'd meet them, he'd suss them out and then he'd go and meet their partner and say, are you aware of what is going to be required from this person before I sign them up. Pre-framing so, it because, you um, yeah, you don't quite know. Yeah. So you need it. That's exactly right. Uh, Simon, I want to know from you if there is anything that Richard in his five years of real estate has, you've seen him try that you thought that's never going to work and then he's proved you wrong or? No, he's proved me right uh, in, <laughs> in, uh, in so many ways. Look, uh you know, I don't want this to be a big mutual admiration uh, fest, although maybe. But the, uh, the what I wanted to say was that uh, the qualities that make up Richard are his uh, unwavering uh, dedication to the task. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at that and I go, oh, I was once like that, you know. He, he, um, he makes the calls, he plows in the energy, but he has uh, a couple of really uh, solid benefits and he uses technology far better than my generation ever could mm-hmm. and um, he uh, he applies himself and he also has a level of discipline and I'm far too juvenile for that so um, he's not actually tried sort of anything like a stunt you know where he's you know driven a silly car or uh, you know handed <laughs> out uh, a, a cute gift or something that was sort of trite now he's entirely sincere He's incredibly disciplined and hardworking, and uh, they're not uh, tricks. They're utterly sincere. So mm-hmm. these are old-fashioned values. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Richard, anything Simon does in his business that you would never do in yours? Um, <laughs> well, the, uh, easy, big fella. I guess uh, you know, Matt, uh, owning. I think what's important is owning um, certain tasks or certain things that you do, and. Simon seems to own a lot of that really, really well. Um, you know, the the attire that he wears, I don't think many people could really <laughs> own the um, the shorts and the ankle socks and the Marks and Sparks shirt. Um, don't forget the Calvin Klein. And the Calvin Klein. <laughs> sneakers that um, he's rocking. And, you know, to, for somebody to own that, is uh, takes a special person, and that's something that I don't think many many people could, <laughs> including myself. Something I'll probably never try. Um, but just the quirky ideas, you know. Um, so there's a few things, but I think that's <laughs> I think that the main thing is to own your individuality, mm-hmm. and if you own it and mm-hmm. take it on the chin, then nobody blinks an eyelid. It's yeah. when, when it's when you question yourself internally whether or not this is right that you start really picking up on people and, um, you know, maybe, yes, sir. Richard, you're you're surprising me with your wisdom because <laughs> um, the, oh, you know, the evolution of uh, one's own personality and soul is when you become comfortable in your skin. And, uh, that is correct. you know, like I'm, I'm not 100% there, buddy, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm definitely pretty comfortable in my own skin. <laughs> and you either dig me or you don't. And um, you know, all the best to you. Yeah. That's it. 
all you can be is yourself at the end of the day. That's right, everyone else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to jump in and let you know about our new podcast, Off Market Perth. Off Market is the latest project from Crib Creative. Every fortnight you can join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter and a special guest as we break down Perth's property market. You can find Off Market Perth wherever you listen to podcasts and if you enjoy the show, please don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend. Now I'll let you get back to your listening. All right, this is a question for both of you. Yeah. What new habit have you uh, implemented in the last couple of years that's changed your life? I reckon Simon might have a good answer for this one. Okay. Um, I, I must admit, you know, I've, uh, I have I got sick in the last couple of years and I'm kind of getting my energies back. In fact, it, it, remarkably so. However, in this, uh, in a previous life, we'll call it, I um, had a, written across the top of my two um, monitors in my office three words uh, and they were focus, focus, focus because they reckon – and I agree with this comment, but the new currency is to not be distracted because there is so much distraction in the world right mm-hmm. now coming at you from everywhere. And this is a quality I recognise about Richard, his ability to stay focused. You know, I needed to actually be reminded every second. <laughs> <laughs> it's the because only resource you cannot get back is your time. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, money comes and goes. Time just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go, focus. Yeah. And I think for me it's just, you know, when you're at work, you're at work. When you're at play, you're at play. Yeah. Like just having that, that separating dedication to whatever you're doing. Like if you're in a call session, you're in a call session. If you're door knocking, you're door knocking. Appraisal will be present. Um, and then on the other side of for when you're with your family, um, and I'm this is something that I'm still working on, but you know, like the phone rings or somebody wants an appraisal or, you know, certain appointments on, on your day off or, you know, when you've got other commitments, um, just having that that dedication to to whatever you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and finding alternatives. Is that um, something that you've been learning or getting better at over your, yeah. the past five years? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The first few years it was seven days, seven days working. Yeah. Seven days, seven days, seven days, probably like 13 hours a day. And that was through door knocking, letterbox drops, and you know, doing all that sort of stuff. That's sort of tapered off as I've been able to leverage. But you know, it's it it is. It's just understanding really what what's important. And as you're moving through the journey, I guess understanding what is important mm-hmm. because things change, mm-hmm. and what what's important to you changes too. So yeah, just for me, just being dedicated to the task at hand, yeah, and having that fo- having that focus. Richard, focus, you're focus. you're blessed. Thank with you. A fabulous partner, and uh, in. Jody will always keep you real, and that's what I recognise. Um, with it comes costs and benefits, but I think you've got your head screwed on. I think you you know oh, you you can look at the the two opposing forces and go, okay, well we're going to do this, but on the other side of it is this benefit, but it does come with a cost, and it's a personal mm. cost for families. Mm. You're not the only person that suffers mm. when you're out till ten thirty at night. No, someone else is suffering not. too. Yeah. Of course not. But you've really hit your straps in the last couple of years. Those yeah. seven days of you know, they do Yeah, they pay, pay off. off. They do. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's just having that vision and knowing that it's not going to be forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and also being true to your word and also saying, telling your wife that it's not going to be forever. And she's like. You said that me. last yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> I remember 2016 you said that. Like, oh, no, it's not too much longer. <laughs> um, Richard. Yes. What's the most valuable piece of advice Simon has ever given you? 
Oh. So much. Yeah. Um, Should we just claim this by saying we had this line, we had this interview lined up for what two weeks ago, and Richard, <laughs> Richard told me before he came in, he was prepped, he had all his notes ready, he was ready to go, and then Simon forgot about our interview, and Richard has since lost his prep notes. Simon, so this is, Simon is now lying <laughs> under the table in a fetal position. <laughs> so I think the one thing is um, rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one thing that stands out for me and something that's resonated from the very start. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's, yeah, in all forms, in all activities of real estate mm-hmm. um, and life as well, like just generally speaking. The translation of that is be bold. Mm-hmm. Fill the space. Yep. Someone's going to fill it mm-hmm. and it, it might as well be you, particularly yep. if you have a, a good heart and mm-hmm. you're good honest and you're a good communicator and your intentions are pure. Mm-hmm. You should be filling the space because uh, somebody else might, yeah, they yeah. might not be as... You know, somebody else will. Exactly yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. So th- that's kind of the translation of that. Be mm-hmm. bold, fill the space and be utterly authentic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Simon, has Richard ever given you any great advice that you've really held on to? None. No. <laughs> no, he's look he um I'm gonna have to <laughs> contemplate that and come back. You can tell the, the Richard ha- is been a great student in that he's not cocky. He hasn't been, you know, like giving advice. He's been soaking it up from everybody around him, from mm-hmm. every source, looking under every rock, trying to find uh yeah, the greatest source of wisdom and knowledge and able to progress himself, that's Richard. Yeah. So he's been, you know, like I said, um, more ears, less mouth. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. What's the worst piece of advice your ears have picked up over the last five years? From Simon. From anyone. From anyone. Anyone in the industry. Wear shorts. Wear <laughs> shorts. And I bet that's not the worst piece of advice on a 40-degree day. Um, worst piece of advice? I think just don't let... Don't let success get to you. I mean, you see so many people that sort of, you know, rise to rise through the ranks and just be humble and, and true. And I think that's one thing that can, you know, and, and you know, for, for me personally, I can feel it, you know, when you start to get build up a little bit more confident and you're sort of, you're securing eight out of 10 appraisals and sort of like, oh yeah, this is, this is good. I'm, you know, on top of my game. And then all of a sudden you lose three or four in a row and that just, knocks you to the chin mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're like oh well that uh that came falling down crashing down yeah and i think you know just to stay humble and true mm-hmm. um and that's yeah that's mm-hmm. for me do you remember us going off for a coffee uh, sure. up to uh tiago's in and you're going simon what's happening i'm doing these appraisals i'm not getting them yeah and uh and the chat we had around that and the, and the, the my take on it was you've just got to stick to the knitting mm. you'll get there um at the moment you know you're building up your brand and all the rest of it and now you've arrived so look those are the time those are the things that test you if it was if it was easy everybody yep. be doing yep. it yep. absolutely mm. if it was easy there'd be a higher you know rate of people coming out of the rewa course that stick to it. Exactly. Yeah, instead yeah. of the, uh, the two out of ten or whatever it is. Yeah, look, it's something like 99% of people pack up in 12 months. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's just this sort of thin wedge of insanity that continues. Yeah. <laughs> makes, it through the, <laughs> makes it through the filter. <laughs> Simon, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever heard in the industry, whether someone's given it to, you know, something that people say to agents that you think, what a load of rubbish? Boy, you know, uh, Sorry, Jess, I, I don't have a, 
uh, instantaneous answer for that. Um, you know, like I've heard agents in Home Open tell the price that will buy the house to somebody else, and I literally just put my, you know, my face in my hands and go, "This, this is unbelievably bad." Um, I've heard agents say that there's somebody else about to make an offer or they've received an offer and they haven't. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, oh, my God, these are not only you doing a dis- just, an injustice to yourself, the, you know, the property, your sellers, the buy, it's just awful. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and I've been around when people have done this sort of stuff. Um, but none of that's advice. They're, you know, they're examples set by others. Um, oh, look, I'll never wear a, a pocket handkerchief. <laughs> I like that one. Sassy. <laughs> um, tell me, we've been talking about how time poor agents are yep. um, seven days a week. What have you guys learned to say no to over the years? Wow. <laughs> Look, I, I'm going to say probably nothing. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, people, you've got to try and qualify people on the phone. Mm-hmm. Not always easy. Not always, because, you know, we are, I think we're born salespeople and you want to chase that opportunity and do the right thing by your seller. And that's like always. However, there are people who will just chew up your time and they really are not qualified. So particularly on Sundays, I'll ask questions like, you know, tell me about what you're looking for before we disrupt my seller, using my seller as the um, the excuse. Mm-hmm. And then I ask them a series of questions around, you know, what are you looking for? How many kids you've got? What's your budget? Are you able to, able to buy? And if they don't pass those questions, I'll say, look, you know, my seller's going to probably not want us to go there today. And mm-hmm. if we can set up a time during the week, is that going to be okay for you? Nine out of ten times it is. Yeah. Um, or I, you know, I have been so sucked into this in the past of just chasing that sale. Yeah. And agreed to go places on Sundays and nighttime and whatever when I really shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've denigrated my, my family by doing that. Yeah. Should have been there with them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and for for me, it's um, having dedication again, dedication to what you're doing. And if it doesn't fall within that time for allotted time frame, mm-hmm. then I'm sorry, but you know it'll have to be another time. Yeah, um, I would have said no to this podcast three times if I knew Simon was going to be late <laughs> each time. He's but, making uh, this up, <laughs> <laughs> and you've no way of knowing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it is. It's just you know being um, making sure that the the appointments that you set, um, you know, and also um, with uh, appraisals and that sort of thing, you know, knowing what time of the day um, your energy is at its best, mm-hmm. and making sure that you structure your day accordingly, mm-hmm. not let somebody else structure your day Detail for you. Up. Beautiful. Yeah. Final question, because I know we're on a time time crunch. When you guys lose focus. Um, you know, it's a business of focus and momentum and we've talked about that and energy. How do you get it back? I'll go first. You go first. Okay. I've got a theory. <laughs> I have a theory on this. <laughs> and um, the way back on track is to not focus on the big picture, like trying to get a great week. Mm-hmm. Just focus on getting a great 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, your sense of self-worth and your achievement will feel so good you'll string together another good 30 minutes and then if you can string together another hour and two hours three hours next thing you know you've strung together a good day but it doesn't start off like today's going i'm going to achieve this for me it's it's got to be this is my recipe it's got to be getting together that 
you know, if I can just get a great hour together, mm-hmm. I'm going to be great for the day. Generally, that's what happens. Um, and it's a mindset, you know, it's just like, okay, let's just work on this. No disruptions, no distractions. I'm just going to get together this next 60 minutes and uh, smash it for that. And I think that you don't even know it, Richard, but I think that's actually what you do <laughs> because you're so good at not being distracted and staying focused. Yeah, so I've got I've got targets um, above my desk. So I know how many how many sales I need, how many listings I need for those sales, how many how many appraisals for those listings, um, appraisals and all that sort of thing. So I just revert back to that. Yeah. And I know when my peak months are and, and slower months are and just revert back to that. So at the end of the day, I know how many calls I need to make. That's an engineering and brain then, at work that's right there. exactly right. Yeah, numbers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've got – I know – what I need to, to hit what targets. And so if I just look at that, then, um, you know, it's interesting because I, as I was speaking with um, Keller, my assistant today, about settlements that we've got through for this for this month and, you know, the the, the settlements that we've got for this month and, and maybe next month as well, part of next month, is really the, the sales that occurred in, in December. So then that's why it's maybe a little bit less is because you went through that sort of December, New Year's period um, and the settlements that you're seeing today is is the work that you put mm. in then. Yeah. So hence it's a little bit slower, but it's you break it down like that, and you go, well, hang on a second, what do I actually want to, what do I want to see in June, July? Because whatever you want to see then, you need to do now. This is the work. So um, yeah, yeah, but it's just having those targets and and and, and hitting those targets, isn't it, Mr. McGrath? I I would never know. <laughs> I could only dream of having such discipline. <laughs> Seriously, uh, being a more organic man. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I just uh, tackle every day and say, you know, today I've got to, you know, give it my best shot. And if I can go home at the end of the day feeling like, yeah, I did give it a good crack, um, that's a, that's my actually my business plan. <laughs> this is you guys are chalk and cheese are. personality yeah. um, types. Yeah. Is that why it works so well? This relationship. I think Mentor, so. Mentor, mentee. Yeah. I, I think uh, Richard looks at me and laughs. And I like people laughing with me. You know. <laughs> Even if he doesn't know if it's at him or with him, you know, like he just takes Indeed. it. Yeah, he's just comfortable. Yeah, he's just comfortable. Beautiful. It has been an absolute pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you so much for your Thanks time. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks you, for coming in. Fun. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Awesome. That's it for this episode. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions, so please hit me up on Instagram on Jess at Crib to let us know what you think. Did you know about our new podcast, Off Market? Off Market is the latest project from Crib Creative. Every fortnight, you can join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter, and a special guest as we break down Perth's property market. Find Off Market Perth wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our shows, this one or Off Market, please don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend. 